Otto, Otto, where have you been? Wait, turn round, you bully. <laughs> hurry, hurry, we're trying to save Han from the bounty hunter. Well, at least you're still in one piece. So what happened to me? Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am here. My name is Sal. I am here with Lizzie. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am good. It is. We caught you. We caught you from your from your busy life over at the happiest places. Yes, it's going to be a lot more happy and a lot more busier. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, cool. it, is it is that what they're saying? They're like warning you for the season. Yeah, like, it approaches. Well, because I was looking at my schedule and it was like you only have one day off this week, and I was like, oh. And then I asked my chef, and she was like, yeah, no, everyone's working this week and next week for the holidays. I was like, oh wow, all right. People got to cool. eat. People hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are here to talk about War of the Bounty Hunters finally, and I have loved this series and crossover but it's not just us talking comics war of the bounty hunters if you guys don't know is like a boba fett versus everybody and i really i cannot have a boba fett centered podcast without having my favorite boba fett enthusiast from the high potion podcast and blue harvest podcast haas burkhart hey hey thanks for having me buddy Guys, up? everybody. How are things in Hawsland? They're good. Yeah. Can't complain. Uh spent the last few days catching up on some cool Boba Fett related comics. I'm pretty stoked on them. Awesome. Awesome. Uh yeah, I'm really digging like this crossover a lot. And it was like it was hyped as like this is gonna be crazy and it's gonna be huge. And it ended up being like pretty crazy and pretty huge. But also, like, like Boba Fett kind of ended up... Go- it was like Boba Fett versus everybody. And it was like, yeah, I mean, everybody was out for Boba Fett, but Boba Fett really only took down, like, 20 of those people. The other <laughs> 20 people, like, took each other down. Um, So, like, I guess we'll get a little bit into that in a minute. Real quick, cover the business. The You can check us out at theroguerebels.com. Go like our Facebook page. We are on Instagram and TikTok. Ooh, I wrote it down right. At the Rogue Rebels. Uh, we can, you can tweet at us at Rogue Rebels Fam. We're on Twitch. Look for Rogue Rebels. And Lizzie, how are things over at Star Wars Geek Girl? Star Wars Geek Girl is good. There was a little hiatus because of work and school and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just did a podcast with her today about the Boba Fett trailer. Nice. Ooh, that is something that we will probably also touch on because you missed our podcast about the Boba Fett trailer. I did. We yeah. were unable to reach you to, to clear time in your busy schedule. Uh, Spotify playlists. This is going to be on a comic book playlist. Do you like comic books? I have a playlist for you on Spotify. Also, Spotify has a new feature that's letting you like ask questions in Spotify and have polls. So if you go check out some of the newer episodes, like the Ronin episode, um, I have cool little polls that are like, what is your favorite character? Or like, (laughs) did you like this part of the book? Like as much as I did, please write your answer here. Do you like me? Check yes or no. Um, So go on Spotify and answer those questions Um, because that is cool. And it's a new and interesting way to interact with a podcast. And I'm all for that, said the podcast to you, the listener. 
Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, Book of Boba Fett teaser dropped last week, right, guys? Yeah, last week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, how I, Lizzie? I didn't hear about. I didn't talk to you about it, man. What do you think? Uh, I think it's cool. I think it's like, like I guess we just kind of knew that was a thing and that was happening. Yeah, definitely. From like you know, uh, the last scene of the Mandalorian. So like, it wasn't anything like, oh, I'm so surprised, but like, it was still yeah, really cool. Yeah, and then like, you know, I like the whole thing, you know, like Jabba ruled by fear, and I intend to rule like by respect and stuff. I think that's really cool. Um, because as I was telling Zoe, because I've been playing so many zombie games, like people are just mean and stupid. Uh, even in like times of like, ca- like catastrophe and stuff, mm-hmm. like they're all jerks and they all like go up against each other, even if you're both human. Are we so about I the think last like, <laughs> oh yeah, you've been playing more that- zombie games. <laughs> that and yeah, the, and this Resident Evil Two and like stuff. Okay. But um, and I'm gonna play three later. Right, I'm excited. Um, and like all the crime syndicates also always going against each other. When like when Boba Boba says like if they come together they will be richer if they do that. Mm-hmm. So like you know uh, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, I would follow Boba Fett and yeah. Yeah, it, people. They don't want to be mo- less rich with friends. They want to be like more rich by themselves, and then I don't know, build a stupid looking spaceship to go to the moon or whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that's what that's you know, cry, that's what crying people be about. They'd be like, I'm sorry, if I kill that other person though, I could be double rich. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't like surprising or anything. We all knew it was coming. I think the part that your mom definitely picked out, like all the like Boba Fennec looks, and she's like loving, she's living for that right now. Yeah, um, I think they're best buds. I I I want to see like it was such a small teaser, so I'm kind of like I'm waiting for the Boba action. It was like one little part of him swinging a crazy stick at somebody that was cool. Yeah, but, that meme that you keep sending to me is that me? <laughs> sounds like something. <laughs> sounds like something that would do. Oh, what an annoying jerk! Just keeps sending you a Boba Fett reaction. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Haas, I'm sure you were in a magical place that magical oh, yeah. Monday morning or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah it was a morning because I was at work. It's always a morning, right? Yeah. It was really exciting. Um, I am very excited for it. You know, like you guys are saying, it didn't show us a ton, which is okay. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of prefer that. And I have a feeling mm-hmm. that they've got some crazy stuff up their sleeve yeah. for the actual show. Um. I mean, go go back and look at the Mandalorian teasers, you know, or the trailers. And right, right. Then look at what we actually got in the the two seasons of the Mandalorian. I think there's some big stuff in store for us. For sure. Yeah. Like, it definitely looks like this is all stuff from, like, episode one or episodes one and two. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it definitely, definitely has that feeling. Um, there's a lot of people talking about the voice, like, who's talking to the Mando. Because it sounds very Din Djarin-esque. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd buy that or not. Buddy, I've listened to it. Yeah. Like, like it's a, a paranormal activity tape. Okay. Like, and, I'm, and I'm it, looking. Look, if you guys don't know, like, Hawes does his Boba Fett homework. I do. Like, you, my boy was at a Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. My boy had the sound clips ready. I, I, and you know how many people called me crazy? That first week after chapter five, when I was like, hey, guys, that 
Those little feeties, those little feeties <laughs> that walk up to Fennec Shan, that's Boba Fett, you guys. <laughs> and I like even the love of my life, Jesse, was like, I don't know. I, I you know, you might be right. And I was like, No, that's Boba Fett. And I just laid back and I waited. And look who was right. And I'm telling you, if you listen, the first line that says, um, I can't even remember what it is now. That is not Din, but the one that says, I hear you sit on the front throne of your former employer. Uh-huh. Almost 100% convinced that's Din. Okay. Well, see, like now that you're telling me this, like now I feel like I have to reexamine my my paid attention to because listen to I it with headphones you. on you are a news source that i trust Haas. uh i although i will say that i i do like the idea of you sitting back for a year after the gunslinger <laughs> and then a year later just being in your room being like sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wretched <laughs> uh, oh man i'm telling you buddy uh it was it was a sweet victory good Cop Vanth who? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he he turned out to be pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. Not hating on, not hating yeah. on Cobb Vanth. He did, he did what he had to do. Well, mom really likes Cobb Vanth. Oh yeah, yes she does. It's <laughs> <laughs> that haircut. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, so like when we talked about that episode, Lizzie goes, "That looks like steel," and Liz was like, "No." <laughs> and then like i thought it did and then i was like look like the haircut is fooling you lizzie (laughs) it's the haircut that's what it is and then steel sent me a message going like well that's a reaction (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah you know we have fun (laughs) we have fun on this here pod Uh, uh look i feel like now that we're recording this, I feel like I should have waited for Disney Plus Day because we probably had what a little bit extra like get into. Like, uh, I hear there's a pretty nice like sizzle lined up for tomorrow. And they dropped a uh, uh, Kenobi well, concept art. Somebody dropped something. <laughs> somebody dropped something, but I don't think it was <laughs> that uh, I heard. the yeah yeah it wasn't the correct they that wanted to <laughs> drop it from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, so that's out there by the time you listen to this, it'll already be out. But like, it was funny because, uh, I saw a really funny tweet. If I remember correctly, it was book hurting and it was like, yo, thoughts and prayers to whoever accidentally dropped that. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I don't, it wasn't an official channel. Weirdly enough. No, it was some sort of fan channel. And from what I understand that thing that they, uh, leaked today or whatever was what they showed people at the investors meeting last year uh that we didn't get to see on the live stream so i wonder and think and maybe i'll sound i I could potentially sound very dumb uh by the time this comes out Mm -hmm. but i i don't think that's what we're getting from kenobi tomorrow necessarily interesting (laughs) okay i didn't let yeah i didn't i totally forgot about the stuff that we didn't see last year yeah it's been like a year or maybe yeah was it a year ago or two years coming up on a year is in december last year yeah okay that's right it was like just before Uh, i don't know anyway uh i do know that uh shang chi is coming out tomorrow oh yes i'm so excited to see see that at home your grandma's excited to see jungle cruise she likes things that are outdoors and have animals in it we have a jungle cruise restaurant 
here in uh, Magic Kingdom. Ah, uh, yes. I don't Magic know Kingdom. what Jungle Cruise is. I didn't know it was a movie. Well, it was a ride, wasn't it? it yeah, is a it's ride. a ride. And then there's like a place called Skipper's, I think. That's like uh, the restaurant where it, I don't know. Okay. I ate there. It was kind of cool. Good. Was it good? They call your water uh, lake water. Ugh. I don't like that. That's a, you go get a parasite drinking lake water. <laughs> Not appetizing at all. <laughs> no, no, sir. <laughs> uh-uh. All right. So, War of the Bounty Hunters, the biggest Marvel crossover in Star Wars canon history. I don't know how far I'm going to go with that statement, but I'm sure, hey, you can point at your wrong all you want. Haha. <laughs> but this thing was like 34 issues over like. From May to October, I think it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like done now. Like the final issue just came out last week. But it's like right after Empire. It's Boba with Solo. Everybody else trying to like come up. And um, for us, like old OG expanded universe people, this kind of replaces Shadows of the Empire. It does. So... I sort of like, I definitely felt that going in. I was like, okay, well, this is going to be like the new Shadows of the Empire. Even though I didn't want to be the guy that's like, well, let me compare this to the other thing that existed a long time ago. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm just that guy. And it happens in my head. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, <laughs> well, it's hard not to, right? Like, if you if you were around during that Shadows of the Empire time, it was such a big deal. It was huge. That's kind of hard not to compare the two. Um when they're basically covering the same time period years later in a new series. Yeah. And I know like people nowadays will be like, yeah, but it was just a book or it was just a comic or something. But like, you guys don't know that shadows of the empire. It was like, it was a book. It was a comic. It was a video game. They made toys for it. It was it basically had its own soundtrack. soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. It had a soundtrack <laughs> and like everything, but the movie. So like they made a huge deal of shadows of the empire when it mm-hmm. came out. And I guess that's how they sort of like, I don't know. I think I heard somewhere on like the back channels that like that was how they were sort of like gauging interest to see if they were going to invest in the special edition. And the special edition was the investment to see if they could make another trilogy. You know what I mean? And like all those things sort of led into the other thing. Oh, okay. Well, people still like the toys and new stuff. So let's try to add to the special edition. Wow. People really like that. Well, it's ready to make new Star Wars. So I think if I'm not mistaken, it was... it was something to that effect. They were already in the process of getting the prequels off the ground, but mm-hmm. it was more of like a, here's a test run for the whole promotional machine, the books, right. the okay. comics, the video game tie-ins, so on and so forth to, to, you know, get the machine up and running full steam for the special editions and then the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it being one of my favorite, like, things like i really love that comic the comic art is so dope mm-hmm. that was like and the, the comic was kind of like boba centered whereas the book was a little more centered on some of the other characters mm-hmm. uh you know they it both, was interesting yeah. how the the book the video game and the comic all much like this like were the bounty hunters yeah, like how it yeah. all tied in together and if you you sort of took it all in it told the complete story right like the game followed dash rendar mm-hmm. and the comic mostly followed boba and then the books mostly followed like everybody else, like Shizor right. and the Rebels and stuff like that. Um, and the soundtrack was just cool. <laughs> and, you know, Boba Fett got a flat. I'm sorry, Boba Fett. Chewie got a flat top. Like there was all kinds of cool shit. And an eye patch. Yep. 
but anyway, War of the Bounty Hunters takes that same like, because a lot of the idea for at least for Boba and War of the Bounty Hunters was all the other bounty hunters trying to steal Solo from him mm-hmm. to get the bounty by the time he got to Jabba's. So like that was the uh, excuse that it took him so long to get there. Um, and so here you have almost the same idea, but what happens is somebody actually steals Solo. Right. And like, but once everything starts coming together, it is big and much like Shadows of the Empire. Like, I would say it's like way bigger than Shadows of the Empire ever was because there are so many more moving pieces that are connected to this. Um, oh, yeah. I really liked the way they worked everybody in and everybody having their own sort of like, like I was saying before, how like Boba doesn't really come into contact with everybody, but everybody's own motivations like make sense in the story. So mm-hmm. I really dug, like, they did a good job with that instead of being like, and then Bosk attacks him because Bounty. Like, right. E- even though Bosk attacked him because Bounty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they they have, like, they have a, a bigger, like, there's a lot more pieces that make sense. And a lot, they did a really good job of bringing everybody, everybody who was ever in a Star War in the story, which is, like, crazy if you think about it. Yeah, and, and like the setup of where all the pieces, and these, at least as far as I've gotten, which um, is about halfway through, mm-hmm. is, you know, where all the pieces come together and almost everybody involved in the story meets up in this one central location. Mm-hmm. And we can get into that in a little bit, but like I thought that was really cool. Like the first half of this story, I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but it's a lot of setup yeah. like for this big event. And, you know, getting all the players in place and, and stuff like that, reestablishing motivations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was, so far, has been really well done. I'm excited to check out the last half. Uh, so here's one thing that I will say is that, like, after I've, like, I read this as it came out, like, month by month and, like, in chronological order. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess how you're supposed to. There's, like, a checklist and everything. And, um... Sometimes it can be like a little bit repetitious because like, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these things like then you see the same scene in the next comic, but it's like Afra's point of view or whatever. So I noticed that too. Like it was a little bit like repetitious, but afterwards I went back and I read it like each separately. Like I read all the War of the Bounty Hunters, then I read all the Afra, then I read all the Vader, you know, and it sort of works a lot better that way because the pieces like. I guess because you're you're not going into it right after each other, it doesn't feel repetitious. Ah, like, okay. Like so, when you read the whole War of the Bounty Hunters, it flows and it's fine and it's great. And then when you go and read Doctor Afra, you're not like, oh, I just saw this because you didn't. Like you're following her story and mm-hmm, it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. So like if you know if you're going through this like chronologically and you find yourself feeling like that now that it's done, maybe take it piece by piece and try that because I took it piece by piece and I think I enjoyed it a lot better that way. Because I was able to follow like whole characters all the way through uh, to the end, and like really get into those particular story threads. As oh, that's cool. To the big thing, so you know that's uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. I asked Zoe if she had uh, read any of the War of the Bounty Hunters, and said uh, she said that she tried, and she went to the store, and uh, she got the first one. And I was like, oh, the first one? She was like, yeah, it has IG-88 on it. I was like, well, that's... uh, (laughs) Better be a variant. (laughs) (laughs) So it was um, 
So she was very confused. So I gave her a generalized version, but I told her to go to you about all that because I will just tell her, like, maybe read this one. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's. Go ahead, I yeah. will say this. Like, I love that as part of this, they're doing the one shots, right? Like, they're doing, you know, so there's the War of the Bounty Hunters um miniseries and mm-hmm. then in all of the mainline titles except for high republic they they all have they're all tied in and yeah. then they're doing one shot so they did like a jabba and a forlan and zuckus i think they could have done something a little better as far as the naming convention goes for those one shots because even i was a little confused right like trying to i was, I was like oh this says war of the bounty hunters but I don't see Jabba in here. It's in a separate category and all that stuff. So yeah. maybe they could have done something about that. Yeah, it was definitely huge and like far reaching. And then it's like, you don't know what, if you if you have no idea when it came out, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're just like going week to week like me, it's like, okay, Jabba came out this week. So I'm gonna read Jabba now, you know? Right. Uh, but if you're coming back to it later, it's like Star Wars colon War of the Bounty Hunters colon Jabba the Hutt number mm-hmm. one. You know, Star Wars colon War of the Bounty Hunters colon Bausch colon one shot number one. What? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so like you definitely uh, in the back of all the issues, there's a timeline. So that's definitely like if you're picking this up later after the fact, refer to that timeline if you want to hit stuff in order. Um, Because that's probably the best way to sort of organize it. I tried to make a timeline. And then the first issue came out and it had a timeline. And I was like, well, I wasted my time. This is much better. <laughs> you know what I'm <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to? Because I don't really read the physical versions anymore. Is like a nice hardcover omnibus. Here's the whole thing in order collection, which you have to imagine they'll release eventually. I would hope so. That seems really, really cool. Um, because right now, of course, they're always like all the collections are separate. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars, colon, War of the Bounty Hunters. War of the Bounty Hunters, you know, War of the Bounty Hunters companion. That's all the one shots War of the Bounty, uh, Star Darth Vader slash War of the Bounty Hunters. Like, and it's uh, all kind of separate, which means that like when you read it, you would probably just be reading it separately. Like I was talking about, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't like read. OK, I'm going to read part of the first half of Darth Vader. And then I got to like stop at page 30 and like jump over to Dr. Afra reads the first 22 pages, you know. Right. It's going to make it difficult for the future. But anyway, I guess let's just jump into spoilers and story stuff. Like it's really big. It's really, it's really, it's so massive and it's so dope. Like definitely read those five issues, the war of the bounty hunters. And then like, if there's certain characters you dig or even like outside of this, like if you dig Dr. Afra, you're probably going to dig Dr. Afra's part. If you dig Darth Vader, you're probably going to dig Darth Vader's part. In fact, Darth Vader's part digs into other pieces. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like the story does expand beyond the war of the bounty hunters, but like, you know, if you're, I don't know if you're like, man, I don't really care for Valance. Like you can probably skip it. I did not really care for Valance. Yeah. But you only <laughs> read him in the war of the bounty hunters part. So like in the war of the bounty hunters, like Valance is like, yeah, he's too reckless. Eh. Anyway, don't say that yet. <laughs> I'm just saying. Cause we're not there. We're only going through the first half. Um, yeah. So like, you can pick your pieces and choose and you'll still get the story at least that you care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, first issue is war of the bounty hunters alpha number one. And this is the part where Boba gets his stuff stole. Yep. And it's um, also features Boba Fett and black armor. 
so that was rad and that was like that was like the first like teaser image they teased mm-hmm. us with and i was like man that looks cool and then like a second one came out like that and that's where i was like wait is this really gonna happen because like sometimes yeah. you know comic art is just so wacky they can just be like we just thought bubble would look cool in all black so we drew it but once it was well like, i mean essentially that is kind of what they did yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> But usually, like, it doesn't even happen. Like, I got comics with mm-hmm. Boa Fett on the cover. He's not even in the comic. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, comic comic covers be doing y'all dirty sometimes. <laughs> oh, uh, like Axel talking about how yeah. <laughs> he got the comic uh, with Sapphire and Ruby from Steven Universe, and then he opened it up, and it wasn't about them. <laughs> it's like, they ain't even in the issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you got to watch it with them comics, y'all. Uh, so he totally, de- like, he goes... Basically, he's like flying with with uh, Solo. Solo starts leaking, and he's <laughs> like, like somebody spilt a little OJ on, this is bad. on Solo. He stops and see his buddy, uh, and his buddy's like, "All right, I'll help you out, but you got to help me out. You got to go like defeat this person that I owe a lot of money to in the arena." And he's like, "All right, fine." So he repaints his armor all black, jumps in the arena as Django. Yeah, he which, calls himself Django. There's like mm-hmm. no reason for any of this, but that's dope. Okay, can I just say real quick why bounty hunting in Star Wars seems like it would be a fairly lucrative profession, right? Mm-hmm. Why are they always broke? Every single bounty hunter is like, I oh, don't know, man, I'm a little short. Uh, we got to work out a deal. Can I kill something for you? <laughs> yeah, that's fair, right? I mean, you think, I mean, maybe he expended a lot of resources over there on Cloud City trying to uh, yeah. be number one. But uh, especially, like, Especially when you take into context, like, Legends Boba, who was always mm-hmm. like, I only accept expensive bounties. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do with all the money? Yeah, exactly, right? Well, I mean, those seismic charges ain't cheap, y'all. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. He got the best stuff, man. You, the whistling birds are not uh, <laughs> not easy to come by. Um, So he goes, he fights in the arena, he kills this giant spider thing, creature. No, thank you. And yeah, no. it was dope. But he's like covered in blood and guts, pink stuff. Yeah, and then they try to like take his money and stuff, and he's like, "Fine, keep it." Like yeah. when he beats all of it, <laughs> it's like Boba's like, worst okay. day ever, dude. So I I went through because I just like I just felt bad for Boba the entire thing. I won't like spoil it, but like the entire time I just felt bad for him. So I have like a collection of all the photos where he's just like, ugh. Or fine, just keep it. Or like yep. not again. And like I have a photo of every single one. And I think it's yeah, great. She's sending us like little comic panels that are like, ah, don't. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh so then he goes back and he's like, Fine, I did the thing you wanted to. The guy's dead. Dead. And Solo's gone. So he's like whack. <laughs> he's like, like, Oh man. Boba he fits. says, uh, Carabast or something. Yeah. Yeah. Boba Fett's. Oh, is it not the uh? What's the one from Mandalorian? Dank Ferric. Dank Ferric. That's no. It. He says blast it. I have it right here blast on my phone. Uh, you can't prepare. You, Lizzie, you knew the assignment. Um. So like right away, that's how everything starts. Like he instant and like the next issue is Star Wars thirteen, and. That's where, like, Chewie's contact lets him know that Solo and Boba, or Boba was seen on Narshada. But Chewie's contact is Sagwa. Yep. From Solo. So I was like, yeah! 
It's your forehead, buddy. It's your forehead, yep. buddy, Chewie. Sagwa? Yeah. Is this his first oh, uh, appearance gotcha. post-Solo? I think so. Okay. But I'm not certain, so, you know. You can you can come at me with a Star Wars Explained video. Go ahead. I like those. <laughs> uh, and, like, Luke is training. Like, in the beginning, Luke's training. He has, like, a cool little, like, all-white Hakama kind of style, like, rocking his yellow saber, training with, like, five remotes. So, like, we're getting there. We're getting to Return of the Jedi. And uh, they decide to go to go to Tanar Shada and see if they can find him. So, like, it's them. It's Luke, Chewie, and they take 3PO and, and R2. Um, because at the time they're still like semi mistrustworthy, mistrusting of Lando. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so they get there and they're like, yo, like, have you guys, and then like, they go, like they hear from the arena, they go to the arena and they were like, well, it's not the right name. It kind of looks like him though. And then Narkanji comes out. The guys who were like pissed off at Django <laughs> come out and they're like, Hey, are you friends of Django's? Cause he owes us a bunch of money. And they're like, no. We're trying to, like, we're looking for him, too. And then they just start fighting. <laughs> and so it's, like, not good. And they have to leave. So, like, they kind of escape. But R2 is like, look, I have some information. Y'all remember when I plugged into the Death Star that one time? And Luke is like, yeah, I was there. It was cool. I had, like, a Stormtrooper outfit and everything. <laughs> My hair was nice and fluffy. Um, And R2's like, I think I might have a list of some some ex-Jedi temples. And Luke is like, man, that sounds like a thing I would totally be interested in right now. Gonna but take I'm kind of busy, R2. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, it's not, it, it, this would take us decades to run through, but like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that on the back burner. <laughs> and then Leia comes out, like they, they've returned to the rebellion by now. And Leia is like, look, I just received word from Holdo that Crimson Dawn is holding an auction for Boba Fett. And, everybody's and like, this is the first mention of Crimson Dawn we get, right, in the in this series. This is the first time Crimson Dawn comes right. up, right? I think I might yeah. have put, because, like, it's, it's, the reveal is actually in the first, like, the War of the Bounty Hunters number one. Oh, okay. So maybe it's just the invitation. Maybe they don't say Crimson Dawn. They're just like, we got an invitation. You know? Because, like, everybody else's is, like, they also sort of start going down the path. But the first issue is the reveal of, like, it's Crimson Dawn. Who's holding the right, 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 and that's where we get the Kira and all that stuff. I've explained the plot of War of the Bounty Hunters so much to like my coworkers, like my friends, my new roommates that like I just met, um, and you know my boyfriend, and then Zoe, and then like everyone that is just like <laughs> ingrained in my brain, and like everyone at work, they don't like they're like you know they're Star Wars fans, but they're not like, big Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. so I'd be like. And then it was from Crimson Dawn. They're like, oh, who's, who's that? that? I'm like, ah. <laughs> Sounds rad. <laughs> no, that's what it's Is that like the Emperor's Guard or something? <laughs> uh, I cannot tell you how many times I have, like, gasped, like, so dramatically, but on accident, like, while reading a good amount of this. Especially when, like, Kira came out, and then, like, a bunch of stuff in the other comics. Did you read, so you read the five Crimson Dawn, or the five War Boba Fett. Did you read any of the, like, did you pick up Aphra, 
or any of the other stuff or just I kind of went back on Afra, but then I was looking at it and I, I couldn't figure out which one started it. Mm-hmm. So I think I found one and then there was like, it was the same one with like, uh, what's his name? Big just, guy that never dies. Cause he's kind of just dirge. <laughs> <laughs> we instantly know who it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went back on Afro a little bit, but then I kind of like couldn't figure it out. So then I was like, okay, I'm just going to read all of it. And then I never got to it. But I read a good amount of like when she gets the, well, she doesn't get the invitation, but she finds an invitation. Right. Okay. So let's see. Let me, I'm going to follow through here. Let's see. The next issue. And I got, love Afro so much. Yeah, Afro's red. She's the biggest jerk and in Sana. the galaxy though. Yeah, she is. But yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, Bounty Hunters number 12 is the next thing. And so it follows Valance and Dengar after Fett. Dengar's pissed off and wants repay and Valance just wants solo. So like they hear Fett's got solo. So Valance and Dengar kind of team up. Um, yes. And Zuckus uh, and Forlom find them and they're still looking for, uh, they're still looking for Cadillac. So they're looking for the air, which if you read the other, that makes sense. If you read the other bounty hunters comics, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool, which, those those are comics. They that's got to be one of my favorite lines right now. Um, aside from the High Republic stuff, the Bounty Hunters issues are dope. They are. They're really good. Yeah. Um, I think the reason why Han wants to find, or sorry, balance. That's what I call balance, it. right? Uh, wants to find Han is really sweet. It's very nice. Yeah, there's a lot of cool flash. So they we see a little flashback, and it's like Balance is on a bounty team, and he's there with his people. And the guy's like trying to take a shot and he sees it solo and he's like, nah, man, that dude helped me back in our academy days. But he accidentally shoots him. And he like so knocks like, the gun away out of the guy's it. hand, but it like, so the guy shoots, but he misses. But then like Chewie looks up and Solo looks up and they see like Valence like with the blaster and they're like, this fool's shooting at us and they get away. Um, You know, and he's like, but it wasn't me. <laughs> As they like fly away on the Falcons. Um. And Dengar gives, oh, so like Dengar gives Zuckus and Forlom the coordinates for Fett to like, hey, dude, get off our tail and you can go like, I'll give you his location and like, you can see, go get there first and then you can get the bounty. And they're like, you know, <laughs> Zuckus and Forlom, Forlom be like, this is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that's going on. Right now, like Dengar and Valance team, like I kind of, I'm really enjoying when Dengar teams up with almost anybody. Um, cause I like, I don't like Dengar that much, but yeah, Dengar is funny when he's with other people, <laughs> like particularly Valance cause Valance just punched this fool, even though they're partners. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard our other podcast on bounty hunters where we talk about how Valance loves punching people. He sure does. He breaks out them hand bananas. Mm-hmm. When you got That's cyborg why I don't hands, like him. Dude, he's so reckless. Look, but he's he looks like a Terminator. Yeah. What well, he got to lose <laughs> his hand, he just build it back again. <laughs> no, because there, I don't remember which issue, issue this was, but like it was the beginning ones. But like you know, Dangar's talking. I talked about the podcast with Zoe today mm-hmm. uh, because you know Dangar was like. Okay, you know, I'm gonna get this information from a friend that I have. Oh, that's my I've built so much trust. Like, it's so good. Like, uh, we're we're like best buds. Like, yeah. just don't say anything. And then he goes in and just punches him. Yeah, he knocks that fool into like across the street. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah this is taking too let's long. Be honest. Dengar. You and anybody I are talking. That, 
anybody that Dengar is tight with, eh, they probably deserve a punch or two. That's fair. So, uh, <laughs> that is fair. fair. Yeah. You don't roll a crate's claw no more. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, seeing Valance and Dengar work together, that's another uh, good times. If you want to see more of Dengar working with people that don't really like Dengar, uh, check out that <sighs> short story. I think it's called No Time for Poetry. And it's the From a Certain Point of View, Empire Strikes Back. And it's Dengar and IG-88. And that's really funny because it's a robot who doesn't really like him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next issue is Darth Vader into the trap. So this is after all the Exegol stuff. Vader and Ochi come back from Exegol and like Vader's all wrecked up, but like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, getting fixed up and stuff. And it's like funny because there's like one scene where there's like Imperial people like officers or aides or whatever. And they're like carting off all the busted pieces of Vader. And like through this adventure, like Vader rebuilt himself with like battle droid pieces and stuff. And they're like, how is this fool? Like, this is like 30 year old whack technology. <laughs> like, how is this fool like doing anything out here looking like that? Uh, and I'm like loving that because the same issues, the droids were saying the same thing in those issues that were trying to kill him. They were like, your technology is outdated. And Vader was like, yeah, I know I'll kill you anyway. Um, that's good times. Uh, and that's it has like a, f- a that's like an insult. Like you're outdated. Yeah, and like Vader's <laughs> half robot, so he's like feelings are not hurt. Um, but I just like that everybody keeps calling him like, dude, you're made of trash, and he still kills them. <laughs> uh, even though Vader technology is like pretty much post Clone Wars, I guess he's made improvements throughout the it's years. Like, right? It's like having like you know the generic skin in like a video game. he like finally saved enough to swap out the red lenses (laughs) it's like an empire strikes back man i'm rocking this new black lenses yo my shoulder my shoulder armor is gonna be above my tabards this is gonna be tight uh and then he has a flashback to like where vader almost found the falcon and they're like flying away and he's like you will not get away from me and it's like he loses them because it's like a YT series repair warranty place. So there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of like Falcons looking ships flying around. And he's like, no. Um, I really like the the Vader stuff in uh, where the bounty hunters, him and Ochi hanging out. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like that team up. So read. Yeah. The, the Ochi stuff is like I'm living for because it. it's like the most re- like, you know what it is? It's a. Uh, it's a Christmas story. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the bully and that little guy behind him who's like, yeah, yeah, that's Ochi. Yeah. I was not expecting, like, you know, we get very little of Ochi in Rise of Skywalker. Right. And then when we start getting more of him, I wasn't expecting Ochi to be kind of comedic relief. And yeah. I love it. Like, look, like, he, I, I say Ochi's like the second best Vader sidekick because Afra set the bar so damn high. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it's such a hilarious energy. Like Vader just rocking in and smoking fools. And then Ochi behind him, like, I told you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it, it, you, but the uh, Vader comics in particular, like when I was reading them in order, it was throwing me off a lot because it'll swap. What, what I figured out later was it was swapping characters. So like the first two issues is like Vader and Ochi go into the thing. And then mm-hmm. the next issue is like Sly Moore's whole story. And what like it, took me a while to figure out that like all this leads up to the thing 
And then the next issue is Ochi's story. So that was like another flash. But like, so the Vader stuff kind of happens out of order. Mm-hmm. In addition to trying to keep it chronological with War of the Bounty Hunters, it's a little weird. It's a little fuzzy as well. But when I read them all together, I was able to like follow. Oh, okay, now we're jumping back to see Sly Moore stuff. Okay, now we're jumping back to see Ochi stuff. Um, but yeah, Ochi in these comics, like rocking alongside Vader. Like there's one line in particular where ah, like, I can't remember which issue this is. So I'm, I better not say anything. <laughs> anyway, Ochi comes into a bar and he's like, I'm Ochi of Bestoon. Smack. Instantly gets smacked down. <laughs> and then he's like, I work for Vader. And they're like, so? And then finally, when Vader busts in and starts killing people, he's like, I told you. Uh, so that's like, I that's an energy that I can appreciate. Yeah, I'm loving their team up. Yeah, it's good times. Uh, so basically, he wants to recapture Solo because he lost Skywalker. So he needs to set a trap for Skywalker again. And he was like, that worked last time. Where is Solo mm-hmm. now? Yep. And so he goes to see Baku the Hut. And when he finds out about the auction and everything like that, he's like, okay, well, you're going to help me. All right. Now, Afra, Afra, the invitation. So Afra's trying to like, this is where, is this where they're after the hyperdrive, right? So there's like a fake, there's a, there's a fake path engine that General Vakura is after. And Afra and Sana, well, Afra really has been hired by Lady Domina Tag to like retrieve it for her mm-hmm. like under like hey get this or i'll kill you so she's like kind of working for her but she's kind of also like i gotta get this or she's gonna kill me um afra out there making enemies like she usually does and yeah. she gets there and Vukor, general Vukor is after the path engine as well and afra's like no 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 only i can fix it only i can fix it so she goes and she tries to fix it and it's, she's like this is fake is this is fake this is garbage but hey the crystal core is real but the whole thing, like, ex- she makes the whole thing explode and it blows everybody up and she gets away. And then Domino's like, oh, so you failed. So let's kill Sana. And she's like, wait, 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 I have the crystal core. And she's like, okay, Sana can live, I guess, then. And then she's like, well, if it's not a total failure, then I'll send you to find my cousin, Yvonne Drake, uh, because, and bring them to me because I'm pissed off at them right now. And that's where they go. Well, yeah, she wants We're losing you in the nebula. What? We lost you in the nebula? Are you back now? No, I'm here. I was just saying that she wanted to uh, find whatever her cousin had. Like, it was an invitation, but she didn't know what it was. Right. Uh, Yes. So So she goes there. But But the scene is, like, the cousin eating, like, caviar. This, like, special, really expensive caviar. Right. Right. Well, that's in the Which, beginning of the next um, issue, but yeah. Yes. So yeah. yeah, like she she sends him, and he's got like a fancy ship, so she's got to like hunt him down on his fancy ship. Why is my little notes not scrolling? Scroll note, scroll. All right. War of the Bounty Hunters number one. The thieves of Solo are there, and they're preparing the invitations. And the whole time, you like the whole issue. They don't like say who they are. They're just. In their like white cloak, and they're like, "Oh, this is what we're going to do. We are going to send this to everybody, and it's going to bring us more renown, and all this." Boba's pissed off, and uh, he's trying to go back to his ship, and Zuckus and Forlom attack, mm-hmm. which is yep. bomb. And so they're like, "We got the drop on you. We set a bomb on your ship." And he's like, "Disrespectful. That was my father's ship." 
and he like beats the hell out of him. He, he kicks Zuckus off of a cliff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He does a very like this is Boba energy. And then he like takes Forlom's head. He like destroys Forlom, but takes his head because he's like your memory banks will have the information. Because basically Zuckus and Forlom are trying to collect the bounty on Boba, because now that Boba lost Han Solo, Jabba mm-hmm. thinks that like. He sold it to somebody else, so like Jabba's right. offended and places a bounty on Boba. So they're there to collect, and he's like, "Wait, what do you?" Because he thinks they're there for Solo, and they're like, "No, we're here for you." Ha 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 ha. Man, Jabba is too impatient. Yeah, like, how is. long has Boba had to deliver this? And he's like, "What? Oh, he must have sold it to somebody else." Yeah, this dude is like, unsatisfied with his prime delivery. And like, Bib Fortuna keeps calling Boba. You don't want to be getting your cell phone blown up by Bib Fortuna. No, thank you. Are you here yet? Are you on your way? Mm-hmm. Are you on your way? Where you at? Yeah, where you at? Did you leave yet? Ah, uh, Narshada, what? You gotta hurry up, man. Yo, he's he's really waiting on this thing. <laughs> uh, so he finds out that it's the the bo- the bounty is for him. So he heads Boba heads to Tatooine. Boba gets there and it's like Bib Fortuna and everybody, but like not Jabba. Jabba's not there. And he's like, look, if you really want to throw down, I'm gonna kill a bunch of y'all. But this is all I want to know. Why you put a bounty on me? And there he's like, well, like. You know, you sold Solo to somebody else. He's like, no, I didn't. Solo was stolen. And he's like, well, we received this invitation because they have. Yeah, they said they have Solo, and that's how we knew you sold him. And he's like, again, like they stole him from me. But now I know who. Now I know where Java is, and I'm gonna go kill everybody right now. Thank you. See you later. <laughs> um. So yeah, and then I think is it? Oh, at one point, Java is like. Okay, we're going to go to the thing. Like, we're going to the to the invitation. We're going to Jakara. And then they're like, but, like, why are you going to pay them? Like, you were supposed to pay Boba. And he's like, well, look. Somebody stole Boba from Bo- Boba. So either we're going to go and we're going to get Solo. And if we don't get him, I'm just going to sit back and watch the fireworks. Because Boba is going to take care of this for me. Yep. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Job was like, I just want to see what happened. And that's where finally, like, Kira does the little, like, it's such a perfect setup because the whole thing, they're like, then this will bring us back and we're going to make our emergence into the galaxy. And then. Yeah, because for some reason, there's a buff, like, hut. Yeah, Baku. Why is he buff? Baku be working out. <laughs> yeah, he'd be yeah. lifting, drinking protein shakes. He probably works know, out squats. with Marcus. <laughs> be doing those prison workouts like that dude mm-hmm. that was running the Narshada tournament that Luke fought in in that, like, first two issues of Star Wars way back when. That was good times. I did not enjoy it. It was good. Um, so Lady Kira, it like pulls down her like little thing and is like, Solo always wanted to save me. Now he can. And you're like, what? Yep. It is Kira. And it like looks like Kira. The art is really well done. Yeah, the art's it really is. cool. Yeah. I was stoked to see Kira uh, yeah. show back up. Um, you know, with the performance of solo in the theaters, it's always been sort of a question if we'd get any stories with these characters again. Mm-hmm. So to have her show up in this and get some more Crimson Dawn and stuff, I was really excited about that. So here's a big thing that this like raises for me, like, especially thinking about like the book of Boba Fett, like a Boba Fett is trying to like unite all these underworld organizations. Mm-hmm. If Crimson, I mean, I guess it kind of all pans out because once this wraps up, Charles Sewell has kind of announced like, yo, I'm doing like this Crimson Dawn trilogy. War mm-hmm. of the Bounty Hunters is part one. 
then Crimson Rain, and then something, something. Depending on how that ends up and how far that goes, like the possibility of Boba Fett coming up against or teaming up with Crimson Dawn, like that would be kind of rad. Like it would. And I like that idea. I love that um how they timed this, right? The the War of the Bounty Hunters comes out and it sort of establishes all these different syndicates. Like, you know, we've got the Black Sun mm-hmm. who are a carryover from Shadows of the Empire, oh, right? Yeah. And then we've got, you know, all the other Pikes. ones and Pikes and mm-hmm. uh the Crimson Dawn and stuff now. And then according to the Boba Fett trailer, he's trying to unite all the syndicates to work together. Right. I think that's a really nice uh like synergy between the two things. And look, I don't know, like unfortunately it seems like the medium of star wars comics are the first things to get overridden in animation or live action if they want to but you know i'm i'm not sure that there'll be any crossover or reference but it would be really cool and regardless i think this sets the stage nicely yeah definitely uh another thing that i noticed i cannot remember exactly which issue this is but uh once people start assembling for this auction like they're going down the they're like oh no like black sun is the empire mm-hmm. the huts and they one of them lists the mugans and in the background yep. art you can see them and for those that don't know the mugans are the dudes that came to uh <laughs> mandalore and were like mixing up those kids tea to try to like make more profit and like mm-hmm. made all the kids sick on mandalore <laughs> So I was like, man, even like those tea, those like those black market tea makers are here. Yep. Um, so I thought it was good to see uh, the Mugans again and, and hilarious. All right. Bounty Hunters 13 showdown on the Smuggler's Moon. So Valance and Dengar, they're on Narshada. They're searching because they heard Boba's there, too. This is the one where Dengar's like, I got a buddy. And then Valance punches him into the next building. Uh, they run into Chewie. And Chewie's immediate light, like, throws down with Dengar because the last time they fought, like, Dengar was, like, stabbing him and stuff. So they had to fight. So No, didn't he catch on fire? Uh, maybe. Chewie gets caught on a fire in a lot. <laughs> I think he got caught on fire. I don't remember. It not, was either he got one. caught on fire, but, like, before. But he remembered because oh, he had two things. He was, like, he saw Dengar. He was, like, oh, that's the guy that did this to me. And then he looked at... uh whatever his name is, and was like, oh, that's the guy that tried to shoot me and Han. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, he, he ends up, like, knocking out uh, Dengar. And then, like, as he's, like, fighting with Valance, Valance is trying to be, you know, he's doing the, the Lando, like, I'm trying to help you. Like, mm-hmm. he's doing, so he's like, look, man, I was trying to save you. Like, I was not trying to shoot you. Please believe me. Um, so Chewie, like, finally, like, drops him. And then they're like, look, man, like, we're trying to help you. But I'm just saying, like, we don't have him. And uh, they, like, split their ways, right? But, like, he lets, Chewie lets Valance go. And then they leave. And then um, it switches over to Tonga and Losha, which if you've been reading the Bounty Hunters issues, this is the couple that has the Nexu. Yep. And they infilt- they're infiltrating the Mourner's Whale. But they find out that, like, everybody's dead. Like, it's, and they find out it's been attacked by, uh, by Crimson Dawn. And they're like, holy crap. Um, and they, um, like, so they're trying to, they're like, well, like, Crimson Dawn is attacking us, so we need to, like, 
figure out how to stop this. And so they end up starting to be like, well, maybe we can help you, you know? And I think they tell, they tell, they tell, uh, the mourner's whale about the air because court Cordelia is the last surviving heir of mourner's whale. Who's also the heir of the Crimora, you know, like that's why everybody's, that's why everybody's like trying to kill her because she's like the child of both or whatever. Um, Valance also beats Crimson Dawn out of a Narshada rando. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something that definitely happened. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, oh, Dengar's like, nah, man, we don't want to mess with Crimson Dawn. If they come after us, like, it's going to be real bad. And then they get attacked by Deathstick. Right. And Deathstick is an interesting character because that's a character that first showed up in a Star Wars mobile game yep. that lasted like a year or less called Star Wars Legacy. Star Wars Uprising. Uprising, that's right. Mm-hmm. I always say that for some reason. Star Wars Uprising. Uh, interesting for them of them to bring that character back from a, a game that you can no longer play. Yeah, exactly. I played it for a while and it was just repetitive and not fun for mm-hmm. me. And I was just like, I just want to see, like, I wanted the story. And I feel like I never got to the story. I don't know if you stuck with the game any longer than me. Did you ever get I, to the story? Did you run into Deathstick? Uh, I think I was playing when they introduced lightsabers. And when they introduced lightsabers, I was like, uh-oh, they desperate. Somebody's <laughs> desperate. They're, they're bringing in lightsabers? Oh, they must be leaking players. <laughs> uh, that's good times. Uh, the, like, concept art? for star Wars uprising is still some of the best concept art out there. And it like is. that, I think that dude that did the concept art is like he, now he works on Mando. Yeah. And you know, there was supposed to be like a art of, um, uprising, uprising book that some people have. I've seen oh. people online bragging about like, Oh, check out what I got, but they never released it. Right. It was you never know, released. You know what? I think that was a, like, you know, for the creative team, Maybe that, like that is what it I was. I think that's what it was because I think I I think I've seen that and heard about it. Um, but yeah, the the concept art was wonderful and like Deathstick was like this cool, like purple, like ninja look at like the, mm-hmm. the 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 pleats and the sleeves and everything. I loved the costume, and now to see her up here, attacking my favorite people was good times. All right, Star Wars fourteen save Solo. So Leia's like, all right, we got to do a rescue thing. Like, and Chewie's like, look, I know we don't like Lando right now, but we might want to bring him on this because he knows Crimson Dawn. Mm -hmm. And then Lando's like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Hey, man, like, we can do this little, like, droid side hustle real quick, like, while we're doing this, because this is going to take us over by there. And we can get the huts, the thing, because Job is going to be there, too. Um, So, like, basically, as they go to Jakara and as they're trying to get to the thing, Lando, he's not quite, like... He's not quite, uh, like, he's not, like, throwing the rebels under the bus. But he's but being a little sneaky. Yeah, he's sneaking, like, one of the droids that they stole from somewhere that they don't need anymore. He's, like, giving that to Jabba because he's like, oh, I have this thing that's worth a lot of money, even though it's not really his. He kind of throws it out the airlock and then gives, mm-hmm. like, Bib the coordinates so that they can pick it up. But as he's doing that, the droid, like, wakes up and is like, no, what are you doing? No, I can help you. I can help you. And the droid connects to Lobot. And Lobot's able to like talk for a minute. He's like, Lando, Lando. And then Lando's like, no, no, no. Like, we get the droid back. We get the droid back. 
And like, of course, they don't go back to get the droid back because if they go back, they have to tell everybody that they just threw a droid out of the side <laughs> door. Yep. And, yo, can we just go pick up the thing that I stole from you a minute ago and was going to sell to Jabba the Hutt on the black market? But now we need to go get it back because now I got to help Lobot, my buddy, who uh, is taken over by these implants. Um, but I hope I really want to see where that goes. That's that's a cool story thread for the future of Lobot. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's setting up something and I'm pretty intrigued by it. Yeah. Uh, and then like black sun fighters attack them and they sort of like crash land the Falcon on, on Jakara. And they're like, look, we're right outside the front door, just where we <laughs> thought we needed to be. And I'm like, y'all can never just land the Falcon, huh? Yet that's not a thing that happens anymore. <sighs> yeah. How many times have we seen that poor Falcon crash since yeah. 2015? It's a ton. Crashed on star killer. It was mm-hmm. crashing in that, uh, on that, what, what is it called? The, uh, the castle run. Mm-hmm. It crashed on uh, the planet that's in the indoor system. I can't remember oh, what it's called. Yeah, that's that that's where the right. Death Star ruins are. <laughs> Kef beer. Kef beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring me a Kef beer. Uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, we haven't seen that thing land in a minute. <laughs> Mm-mm. Guess he's the best. You know, like this. Now he's feeling more like Indiana Jones. Fly, yes. Land, no. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, all right, next issue, Darth Vader 13, The Sound of Metal, which is the most metal fucking title. It's so awesome. Uh, and, like, the cover is Darth Vader facing off against IG-88, and you're like, oh, this is going to be so rad. Spoilers, it's, like, real short. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so he makes a deal with Baku, and he's like, yo, you're going to go, you're going to, like, bid on this thing against Jabba, so you walk away with it, that way I can go get it from you. And Baku's like, why would I do that? Like, where are the huts? And Vader's like, because I said so. And Baku's like, good point. All right. So Vader and Ochi are trying to leave the meeting, but all these droids from the droid crush, which is a new thing that I don't know of and seems to be separate from the droid Gotra. Right, right. I was uh, wondering the same thing. Attack. And they're like some of the survivors of the ones that attacked him on Mustafar a few issues ago. Mm-hmm. So like they're like half of like they're making fun of Ochi and stuff. They're like, ah, you with this loser now? Ah. And he's like, nah, we're gonna kill you, punks. Like I'm on the winning team, sucker. There's a lot of cr- like there's a lot of trash talk, which I really enjoy. <laughs> it's like a ridiculous amount. Because normally people trash talk Vader and Vader just kills him. That's like the end. But Ochi like <laughs> says stuff back. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. So IG88 is part of the crew, and he's like coming up, facing off with Vader. And Vader's like about to kill him. And IG-8 is like, but then I press this button and haha, I control your cyborg suit. Which is not the first time we've seen this. We saw this happen in the Darth Vader issues where the guy who built his suit, mm-hmm. like controlled it way back when. And he killed him too. So good times. Uh, So Vader just uses the force to take the control button, reactivate his suit. And then he just like, makes ig88 blow his own face off yeah <laughs> he's just like this is not cool <laughs> man uh you know i you see a lot of people point out that scene in like the boiler room on bespin and empire strikes back where there's like a random prop in the background that looks yeah. like ig88 yeah. where people are like no ig88's dead so, like, 
to see him show up here past Empire, mm-hmm. that really pleased me because I was always like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Sure, IG88's dead, guys. It's but, a random Star Wars is known for throwing random stuff in the background to fill yeah. out. Like IG88 heads are like behind the bar in the cantina. Yeah, they're like the bar the drink dispensers, yeah. right? Like they're yeah. all over the place. And then I think the one in Cloud City is like a white one or something. Like it's it's not even yeah. like silver. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here, random internet people. Come on now. I've been saying this for 35 years. Yeah. yeah. We, let's get this straight. Uh, we all know his destiny is to control the second Death Star. All right? Haas, you have not. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that one in a while. Uh, okay, look, dude. Like, you know, there. you know there's an IG-88 one-shot coming up in this series that you haven't read yet. Right. So when you get to that, man, we're going to have some words. Okay. Uh, oh, so they find out like Baku sort of like leaked their location and was behind it. So now they're like, oh, this fool, like we got to go. <laughs> like we just tried to make the deal with this guy. Let's go. And then IG-88 like sort of fixes himself up enough to go back to the who hired them. And it's the mm-hmm. Umbarans. It's Sly Moore and the Umbarans court or whatever. And he's like, um, you know, we failed. Vader killed me kind of mostly uh you know but then you're like oh what like sly moore is coming up in this piece right now which i was kind of like okay like we've seen a lot of uh mazamita yep in in a lot of the uh like mostly like the aftermath books and stuff like that but we haven't really seen a lot of sly moore since like f3 so i was very interested to see her return to the story and she's got like a somewhat grasp on the force, it seems like. Yes, it definitely seems that way. So it seemed like she definitely like doesn't seem to be Sith or anything like that. But she does sort right. of use a little bit of like the Kenobi style. Like, ah, yes, thank you. Have a nice day. Ah, mm-hmm. yes, I will have a nice day now. Like, yeah, she pulls that a couple times. So she's got something. Uh, let's see what else we got. OK, Dr. Afro 11, the wreckage dirge. 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 Dirge is Dirge. So they get there, and Yvonne Drake is like, man, this is some good-ass caviar. (laughs) (laughs) How come y'all didn't tell me the caviar was so good? And it's huge. It looks disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I mean, too big. Lizzie, do you guys serve caviar at your restaurants? We do not. Has anyone on this podcast eaten caviar? I have. I have eaten caviar. Oh, is it just me? Okay. I have eaten many caviar for seafood class. I, I know you have, but I was just curious. It is disgusting. But there are some that are really good that are the more expensive ones, and they're black, mm. and they have, yeah. they're cheesy. Those are the best ones. Cheesy. The other ones pop. It's very pop. salty. Okay. Yeah. The other ones are, like, pop and, like, are also kind of salty, and they just, I honestly can't really describe the taste right now because i some of them i spit out because they're gross <laughs> yeah but imagine a giant caviar giant yeah. disgusting which is like just uh, like all caviar whether it's like the umami or like the you know the salt like it's all salty mm-hmm. so the whole mm-hmm. thing is just pure salt <laughs> it's like eating a giant water balloon filled with fish oil and salt water Delicious. 
Mm. <laughs> okay, so Avon Drake. I is thought like, it was the caviar. Thought that you know Drake was tasty too. Oh, I put Avon Drave. I don't know why. Drake. Well, you guys weren't there when I put. Uh, there was a ship called the Gravity's Heart, and for some reason, in the show notes I put the Gravy's Heart. No, mm, that was good. Yummy. That's what my heart is. <laughs> Got a gravy heart in this. Uh, okay, so they go. And like that, we see them enjoying caviar, and then Afra and San are like, "We found him! We found the ship!" And they go on the ship. Everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. So like right away, like I already, from the caviar shot, I'm like, "Oh, this is aliens." Yeah, <laughs> like, yep. I'm already there. I already know what's happening. Um, and they find the dead, desiccated body with the invitation. That's like Black Sun is having a thing, huh? And Sana is kind of like, "Wait, wait, wait! They got Solo." I don't really like Solo, but he's like kind of my boy, so like we should go and help. <laughs> and Afro's like, cool, money. Um, yeah. The Rebellion got cash money, though? All right, let's help him. Uh, and then on the other side, like Just Lucky, who like if you've been reading the Afro comics, you're familiar with. And Ariole, this this is the other guy. They're both from this, from Canto Bite, and there's like the uh, the crime syndicate or whatever there is called the Sixth Kin. So they were sent to go to the party as well and track down like a person who like a deserter from their crew who they have to like attack and kill, who also happens to be like the one who raised them and trained them. Hmm. So it's like it's a little iffy because it's like, hey, you two adolescents, (laughs) you two young guys who are now good at killing. Remember the guy who taught you how to kill? Go kill him. Excellent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gangs are crazy. Yeah. Um, so they're like wandering the ship and then Dirge just shows up and he's like I'm here for the bounty and they're like what and he's like they're like well he's right there he's dead and he's like whack it was worth more alive and they're like look we didn't kill him like something crazy is happening we should all get out of here and then all these uh, all these uh, caviars start coming around to kill everybody yeah I, I like that Dirge definitely has a little more personality than he did in like the clone wars micro series you know fair yeah a little bit more like not a ton do you remember the comics with dirge oh back in the day like he showed uh, up like after that that animation he showed up in like a couple of of clone wars comics Mm -hmm. um and he had like a little bit more there where he was like slaughtering gungans and stuff yeah um but i you know like i i do like here that he's like I still like that they kept the like he's just this ridiculous over armored thing, thing of weapons. Yep. Because they were like, oh no, we should attack. And he's like <laughs> Like he's yeah. like war machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just like a missile launcher pops out of his shoulder and <laughs> like uh and then they sort of they air lo- the 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 little sushi things, like now they have little spikes that come out and eyeballs. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's kind of rad <laughs> and then I they guess. like go and they kill you and then they burst out they eat their way out i guess um and that's how everybody died so they sort of this is straight up aliens they airlock them and they're like dirge go open the airlock and he's like excellent we make a great team and then they like oh afra opens the airlock and dirge is like no why did you do this to me why <laughs> come on yeah. i was part of this helping about <laughs> yeah. I thought we were a team. 
I was I was really sad about that because I was like, oh wow, Dirge is a cool character, and now yeah. like Afra's like friends with Dirge. That's good because he's like a horrible thing that's difficult to kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and he's he's coming back. We know this, right? I, like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, difficult to kill is the key word there. I think he's fine in his little armor suit. He's just out there being mad. I would too. Yeah. And to be if fair, I was just out there and I had the just mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the guy in Rebels who's like, it was so peaceful. Yeah, but the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Rage. Uh, and yeah, just everybody who's Afra's friend, they're just Afra's friend right now. Because in ten seconds she's gonna be a jerk, and they're gonna there's gonna be another one in the pile of Afra's friends that now want to kill her. But she's super cool. Oh, Afra, you disaster. She is cool. I think she's cool. Uh, <laughs> so they like get back to Domina, and they're like, "Look, he was dead, but we found this invitation." And Domina's like, "Okay, go." And then they're like, "Party time!" Yep. All right, bounty hunters fourteen. The following. Valance and Dengar escaping Deathstick, who, like, throws knives and stuff. Deathstick is so cool. Deathstick is very ninja-esque. Um, and then Tonga and Losha are helping out the Mourner's Royal fight back, like, against the, the Crimson Dawn soldiers and stuff. Which, to be uh, in this issue, like, when you see the Crimson Dawn soldiers, they kind of look like the OG Crimson Dawn soldiers, like, with that black mask and stuff. Like, if you remember from Solo. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but I did. No, and I but enjoyed that's okay. costumes. And then Dengar kind of like, not like lets it slip, but he's trying to make all this money at one point. Like he's talking about like the stuff and he's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta help Manaru. Which if you remember from legends, Manaru was his wife. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I was like, Oh, they brought Manaru back. Um, and it's like in this, it turns out like, I guess Jabba is holding her hostage until he can pay off whatever debt, you know? So he's keeps trying to like backstab everybody and trying to make that, those credits so that he can free Manaru, um, from Jabba. True love. Yeah. Crimson Dawn history. Oh, somebody tells the story at one point. They're like, Crimson Dawn is bad news, man. Back when the Shadow Syndicate was running, the Pikes, the Huts, the Mandalorians, everybody was all. And then sort of like Crimson Dawn struck out on its own, man. They were brutal. Cutting out people's tongues, man. There's a movie about it. Um, Yeah, and they were like, oh, and the guy at the head, Dryden Voss. But I always thought there was probably somebody even further ahead than him. mm -hmm. Oh, I wonder who that is. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and that's where they tell, they tell, uh, the mourners wail about the air when they're telling about, about a uh, Cadelia who's like, look, man, we got a girl and she's like your last surviving air. Cause the guy's like, you know, I'm the last one. As soon as I die, like we're over. And then Tongo and lotion, like, maybe there's another, maybe there's another. Okay. Uh, and then death stick catches up to them and chases our boys across Narshida. And then it's yep. more running, but good times. And we have like interesting stuff. Like, I like the, the Tonga and Losha stuff. And I feel like that's going to come to a head really soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dr. Afro 12, party tricks. Okay, we at the actual party now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the big event that it seems like it's all sort of, all of this is setting up to this big Crimson Dawn yeah. auction slash party, right? Yeah. 
So everybody gets there, like Dr. Afra gets there. Everybody's got their invitation. Everybody's showing up and it's on uh, the ship, the Vermilion, I believe it's called. And everybody's there to bid on Solo, you know, the grand prize or whatever. So Dr. Afra and uh, and Sana, like they get little disguises and then they like uh, so they can like hide in because they're like, like all of these people want to kill you, Afra. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, ooh. Uh, and then she's also like, while we're here and she like, they like steal stuff from this, uh, black sun, like crime syndicate person. So she like steals her necklace because her necklace is all these like data crystals. Yeah. So she's like, oh, with the Intel on this stuff, I can like crack it and decode it. And then we're going to be rich. Um, and Lucky and Ariola are there looking for the, the traitor. And then, uh, as Afra and them are trying to do stuff, a hooded person is like, hey, I need you to cause a distraction. And then she's like, <laughs> okay, you're definitely a clone. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally not a clone. <laughs> and she's like, okay, whatever, Mr. Non-clone person, hooded person who sounds mysteriously like a clone. When I was reading that, I don't know why my brain like was thinking of an actual clone. Because I was like, that's what? That doesn't make any sense because my brain did not put it together. Fast enough. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then I was like, and then it was when later Boba's like, I'm going to put on the, I need a disguise. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> That's who you are. Yeah. Like, I think I read the other one first. And so then when I read this one, I was like, yeah. Well, uh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that scene in the Mandalorian where Bo-Katan is very rude to Boba Fett, by the way. Very, very rude. Mm-hmm. Axel feels the same. So I, I, uh, I, that's what it reminded me of because she hears his voice and she's like, "I know what you are." <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, Bo-Katan, I like you, but you're pushing my buttons." I'm gonna throw your peeps into this table right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I love that scene. By the way, that's just I, I can't. That's that's such good stuff, and I can't wait to see more of that. <laughs> more of Boba Fett being like, "Go ahead, say something." Mm-hmm. Put your fools down. Um, so mysterious hooded clone person is like, I need a distraction. When I give you the word, give a distraction. And Afra's like, okay. And then like Kira takes the stage and does a whole like, welcome everyone. Like we are having this thing and it's an auction and solo is, I have the prize. And she has everybody like bidding, Mm -hmm. uh, for, for solo. And then, um, like meanwhile, uh, Lucky, like they they see the traitor and they're like, oh man, but he's tough. Like you know, we we got we got to make sure we like sneak attack him because we can't. If he gets a chance to fight us, he's he's hard to fight. Um, and basically, like the bidding goes and the bidding goes and it's like, like at one point, Sly Moore, like this might be in another issue, but Sly Moore is like, oh, wait, I'm gonna use the force so that nobody bids against us. Oh yeah. And then like Jabba bids. And she's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that just I, that just made me laugh. Um, and then there's like one part. I don't remember if it's in this year, but somebody bids and they're like 200,000. And the, their person is like, we don't have that kind of money. And she was like, shut up. We won't win. I just want to be part of this. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. <laughs> and that was really cute. Uh, Jabba wins. Jabba's, Jabba comes out with the like one million credits. Oh, oh, oh. 
you know, and then they're like, ah, oh, man, like that's ridiculous. And Jabba's bidding against Baku because Baku, yeah. remember, was under orders from Vader to like, yo, you better win this. So we're going to have words. And Baku's like bidding and bidding and Jabba bids against him. And then Jabba's like one million credits and Baku's like, damn, I got that kind of chatter. <sighs> I'm in trouble. And then everybody's like, ah, oh, man, like, OK, the thing's done. And then Vader's like, I will take Solo now. And then everyone's I like, I gasped <gasps> so loud at that. <laughs> you did. Because, like, at the, party. The, enti- the entire time I was like, man, this is really tense. Like, all right, this person wants him, this person wants him. Oh my God, it's a million credits. And I do have a photo of Boba saying he wasn't going to pay me that much. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, which I think it's right. really funny. Um, and, and then I'm like, okay, this can't get any worse. And then the, Vader comes up and I'm like, oh my God. Why? No, I do that the whole time. Because as soon as like the bidding was happening, the bidding was happening. I was like, Vader's not even there yet. Mm-hmm. Like that was all I was thinking. And then on the last panel, Vader steps in, and everybody's like, "Oh, oh my lord, oh my lordy, lordy, lordy." All right. He's so entitled. It is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, but nobody can stop him, so he can just do what he wants. Go ahead, He's call him entitled. He's not going to do anything. He's got this little dude, Ochi, with him. <laughs> Ochi's backing him up, being like, yeah, yeah. All right, War of the Bounty Hunters 2, The Scoundrel's Ball. So the same, this is basically the same thing. Baku's yeah, this pissed. Is, this is kind of what you were talking about, where, yeah. uh, w- like, all this stuff kind of shows you War of the Bounty Hunters n- number two in greater detail, right? And then War right, of the Bounty right. Hunters number two kind of gives you the greatest hits of all the issues that came before. Yeah, but but definitely focuses more on Boba stuff. Because, like, you yeah, actually see sure. Boba getting to the planet, and, like, the boss encounter happens here. Oh, I love when he ties Boba to that rock, and boss is yeah. like, come on, man, you can't leave me out here, I'm cold-blooded. And it's a little cheesy, but <laughs> Boba's like, huh, cold-blooded, huh, so am I. Oh, cue, cue Boba music, like, June. <laughs> like whatever <laughs> like Boba's song from the tragedy is so heavy and red that's what I hear when Boba walks off from Bosca yeah me too uh, and then one million credits Jabba wins again Baku is pissed uh, Boba ends up off to the side like after he, he has his little thing with Afra, he goes back and he changes into Boba gear again yeah, and then he's like, he's like okay now I'm ready and then he like he gets into it like he finds like the rebels are there. It's like Leia, Lando, Chewie, and three PO probably. Oh, yeah. he uh, yeah, he like takes off uh his legs. Oh no, he blows Bosk's legs yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Bosk is like, I'm a lizard. They'll grow. They'll grow back. And I'm like, Yeah, but what are you gonna do for right now though? Yeah, you're gonna have a couple days. That this yeah, I was just so well. I was just looking through like my photos of like Boba. I remember I screenshotted one of like him saying like you won't get very far without legs, <laughs> and then he's like, "I'll grow, they'll grow back." Because um, mm-hmm. I, I just thought it's it was like, really this funny. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bosk is, man, it's so funny because like Bosk was there when this fool was like a twelve year old. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah you know like roll rocking with him now he's like this grown-ass man blowing his legs off and he's like come on why you gotta be like this boba boss started boba. it yeah he, he ambushed him he had his thing yep. already he thought he had the drop on fit and he missled yeah. his legs off <laughs> i feel like 
Leia and Lando, like, they just, they had no idea what they were going to do. Yeah, they definitely don't, like, have a plan plan. But, like, yeah. But, I mean, it's definitely, like, one of those things that you can see. It's like, well, he's there. We got to get him. Like, Leia is just like, we got to get him. We got to get him. And Lando's like, look, man, I'll help, but we got to figure it out. You know, and then the same the issue ends the same way. Vader walks in. <gasps> yep. Um, let's see. Okay, Darth Vader fourteen, the blade behind the curtain. This is the one that follows Sly, Sly Moore. So Sly Moore the Umbaran, and like this is kind of how it goes out of order because this goes all the way back to like before all this starts. Right. And it's like after Exegol, she gets a little bit demoted because she failed to stop Vader with her like fleet, and then Vader got a giant like exogorth something or other and like killed people and rode a monster to exegol it was crazy darth vader comics were crazy for a second y'all um and then remote gets the invitation remote from rogue one right i think so right i think he's he's either the one on the floor who gets yelled at when he's like are you blind deploy the garrison mm. or he's the one up in the sky that's like running the fleet. I can't ah, remember which okay. one remote he is, but I'm pretty sure he's at the Battle of Scarif. So, you know, send me the Star Wars Explained video to explain. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I said two things. I'd like to know which one is right. Uh, So Sly Moore, like you see, like she gets demoted. And so she's a, like a little bit like, uh, and like Mazamita is kind of the jerk, like rubbing it in her face. Like, well, since of your failure, you will have to be doing some more things. Oh, but these things are, these are for sub administrators. Yes, they are. Oh, like if Ochi was there, he'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. but he's not there. Um, So she gets Vader's suit schematics and she passes them off. Then IG-88 uses them to build his thing, gets beat up, <laughs> comes back and is like, that didn't work. Uh, your trick did not work. I thought it was going to work, but he tried to kill me. And then Vader shows up and kills him again. That's the best. Love it. Love it. Just clowning on IG-88. And I love IG-88, but it is funny to see Vader just okay. constantly clown on him. But, like, the way that it happens, like, the, the panels that, lie, like, IG-88 comes back and it's, it's like, there when she's with the court and she's meeting with these secret people who are doing all these things. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? We have to blah, 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 blah. And then IG-88 is like, I failed. And also, I got beat up. Vader is unstoppable. And they're all like, oh, but uh, you, you can't come here. You're going to lead Vader here. You're going to lead Vader here. And then Sly Moore's like, everybody calm down. You know, to do this, we must work through a million hands. Like, all of us together have to, like... And then Vader is there <laughs> and kills yeah. IG-88. And Ochi is like, a million hands? Yeah, but he only needs two. <laughs> and that was the best. Like, Vader's one-liners, y'all. <laughs> um, Yeah, that I love that panel, that reveal. And the, like, just all the shots of Vader killing... Mm-hmm. With Ochi behind mm-hmm. him, like, yeah. <laughs> Get him. stuff. So Moore's team runs away. They trap him and they stun his armor again. But again, he kills pretty much everybody. Except Sly Moore. And then she's like, whoa, 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 look, look, look. I can get Skywalker back to you. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, they're having an auction for Solo. Get Solo back and then you can. And then he's like, fine. You go and do the bidding. 
And then so, of course, when she's there and she's like, okay, I will do the bidding and I will win the thing. And then this fool's like, one million credits. And she's like, and then Vader's like, okay, you fail. I'm just going to show up and take him. So everybody's plan was like kind of like sidelong. Like, this is how we're going to get Solo. But to be fair, they had more of a plan than anybody else. They sure did. You know, like Vader had Slymore and Baku bidding. And he still lost, and so his like plan C is like, never mind, I'll just go take it. I'll just go take it. Who and cares? I'll just I will walk into the auction and walk away with the item. Um Okay. This is the first one shot, Job of the Hut. So the one shots, like, they kinda like they do like some of them, they're like almost tertiary. Like they're people that are involved with the War of the Bounty Hunters, but some of them happen kind of outside it. Mm-hmm. So this first one it actually connects a little bit better. Jabba sends Diva Lompop to find Boba. Diva Lompop is this OG, retired High Republic bounty hunter who has a debt to Jabba. And she's not happy about being called out of retirement. Right. And she's like, okay, but if I do this, you're going to wipe out the debt, right? And he's like, of course, of course. And she was like, yeah, but you said that three times. Are you really going to do it this time, though? And he's like, of course, or your debt will finally be worked off. Like, And she's like, ah, fine. And but she's like she gets all done up and she's got like this cool rat mohawk. Like Diva Lompop is a pretty cool bounty hunter. She is, um, and she eats folks. Yes, totally. Um Boba and D oh, so it flashes back to like uh like one of Boba's first jobs for Jabba was like with Diva hunting down a a guy named Jarm Brock. So like they were teaming up and like, okay, you're gonna have to take the pup with you. And so she's like working with Boba. And, like, Boba's getting a little bit messed up. And I think she stabs Boba at one point. But, like, they're, like, working through. And she's like, hey, can you hold your breath? And he's like, why? And she's like, because, like, this is, like, flesh-eating poison. And she, like, throws the bomb and they, like, run out of there. And he's like, yo, it melts your skin. What does it matter if I could hold my breath? And she's like, I just wanted to see if you could. Uh, I thought that was funny. (laughs) Uh, It really disturbed me at one point when she's like, hey. I'm thinking about going to Naboo and eating some Gungans or whatever it is she says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she is, like, very uh, lethal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she finds, she's hunting him down, and she does this, like, she kind of finds her way to the arena. Oh, well, like, that's what, you know, that's, and she finds her way to, like, Narkanji. Oh, you're looking for Django, too? No, I'm looking for Boba. And she ends up finding her way to Doc Ragon, which is like the guy who Bobo was kind of making the deal with. And she like does the whole, like she kind of has like the nod and the wink down, like Asajj Ventress. She like gets all done up and has her little like cute outfit. And she's like, well, hello there. And then she just gets him like mad drunk. And he's like, yeah. And then I stabilize the carbonite matrix, you know. And she's like, uh-huh, and then what? Oh, so he's still in the shop, huh? Yeah. And then she, like, just goes and... Oh, she she tell, She's the one who tells Crimson Dawn where Solo is. So they steal Solo from Boba. Because Jabba never forgives her debt. So she's like, he's just going to do this again. So she starts making money on the side with Crimson Dawn. Yeah, like, Jabba is such an asshole, man. Like, yeah. I know this is well-established. This is not... <laughs> I'm not saying anything new here, but, like, 
oh, she's like, come on, man. You said this was it, and this my debt would be paid. And he's like, nah, your debt's paid when I said it needs to be paid. Yeah, and this is like, a, like it, it's kind of on part of the flashback, because the flashback is that job that she did with Boba, and it was finding this person, and he was like, after this, your debt's paid, for real. Mm-hmm. And like, they bring his head or something, and he's like, I said alive. And then they were like, well, it got complicated. And then she's like, yeah. well, I can't wipe your debt then. And she's like, for real, we did the thing, man. He's like, I'm sorry. You know how it is. You're just going to still be indebted to me. And then, of course, he does the same thing again. But this time she anticipated it. And she's like, hey, you know, Crimson Dawn has it somehow. Um, But she's working with Crimson Dawn now. Yeah. Which I think is going to give us some cool. Like, I really want to see more of her. Mm-hmm. And I just can't wait for her to show up in High Republic. Because there's no way that they're like, this is a bounty hunter who's been around since the High Republic. Just yeah, for fun. right. Just to right. tell us that she's She's a very cool character. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to see her, like, uh, hanging out in the High Republic. Uh, so that takes us halfway through <laughs> the War of Ooh. the Bounty Hunters. A lot of issues. And basically, yeah, what's happened so far is Han Solo's gotten stolen, and now there's a party. <laughs> Big party. Jabba bought him back. Vader walks in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's that's the uh, that's the cliffhanger we're gonna leave you on until we get back with the other half. But um, there's still some really really cool stuff. And as you can see, like all the kind of stuff is like not everything goes right in. Like IG88 is in this, but he just keeps getting cut up by Vader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Bosk is kind of in this too. Valance Dengar, but Dengar is teamed up with Valance over here. You know, so they kind of like, you know, uh, to see how everybody kind of faces off with it, especially those six, like the ones on the Empire Bridge. It's like Forlom and Zuckus get beat up by Boba Fett on Narshada. IG-88 gets beat up by Vader somewhere else. Dengar is teaming up with Valance on another side and then Bosk gets his legs blown off. Yep. Good times. Uh, Let's see. Any like final thoughts before we go? Like, is there anything like. Because this is where you were like, I'm already done with it. But like, what do you anticipate, Haas? Um, I don't know, man. Like, <clears throat> I don't really know. Obviously, Vader's, I mean, we know where it ends because of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm really interested to see what, where it, it goes from here, how Boba ends. Well, I assume at least that Boba gets Han back and delivers it to Jabba. But right. maybe that's not the case. Maybe I get surprised and they're like, now nah, somebody else gave it to Jabba. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'm interested to see you finish this and then us to have more talks about it. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about Boba in this? Like, you know, like this is kind of the most like Boba stuff we've gotten in comics for a while. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, he showed up real early in the. Yeah, for a couple the, issues in the Star yeah, Wars and the Darth Vader yeah, runs. Yeah, in 2015 when they relaunched the stuff under Marvel. Um, I love it. I think they do a really good job with him. And I, I love like what Lizzie was talking about where like, he's just co- kind of like constantly like, Oh man, <laughs> again, are you serious really? right now? Yeah. He's like this dude. That's like, he's like, he's like playing games. Like he's streaming and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, doing, it's everything's going real cool. Okay, cool. I got the thing. I'm just going to go complete the mission right now. Ah, oh. Are you serious, dude? They just like took the thing. Okay, let me go get it over here. Like, what? Oh, now everybody got like who has it right now? Oh, 
Vader. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, but yeah, it totally seems like the worst day ever. Um, but just to throw back real quick again to the like Shadows of the Empire, it, it some of that stuff was kind of similar. Um, it was like on a smaller scale because it's basically the other bounty hunters are trying to take it. Um, you know, so it was a lot of like Bosk and Forlom and Zuckus and IG-88 trying to like reclaim Solo before like they were kind of staking out Jabba's palace, you know, so that he couldn't deliver the bounty so that they could like beat him to it. And like one of the ways that he ends up getting it is he like he like beats the crap out of Forlom and Zuckus. And then he like he sends out a speeder and like Bosk and they're all, all right, there he goes. Let's go. Let's go get him. He's going to get him. And they like get him and they pull him down. And they're like, wait, he's handcuffed to the he's handcuffed to the speeder. And they pull off the helmet and it's like Zuckus all tied up to the speeder in Boba Fett armor. When the behind him, it's not carbonite. It's just like, you know, busted Forlom's body like under a sheet. So they thought it was yeah. a carbonite. And then meanwhile, he like went on the other side of Jabba's palace to deliver it. Um, so that was cool. Um, but I definitely like where this is going. I think it's really, really cool. And the rebirth of Crimson Dawn, it just brings so much cool stuff like back up to the surface that I'm real happy about. Uh, like Kira in particular is a really, really cool character. So I'm really interested to see where that character go- goes. Yeah, I'm so glad that they brought her back. Yeah. And that's such like, that's not what I expected to get from this at all. Like that was the mm-hmm. huge reveal that was like, Oh my right. God. Um, so yeah. And space caviar. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Salty. <laughs> all right. Lizzie, any last words? Um, any last words? Space caviar and dirge. dirge. And how badly Afro messed up that. Yeah, another one on the pile, man. I, w- I want to see who's going to be Dirge's friend. Dirge, was, he seems so Me. nice. Like, he Me. made a friend instantly. He was like, I am part of the crew now. Yeah, right? that's what I was saying. Like, and then they just screw him up. He, like, yeah. he did nothing to indicate that he was going to, like, uh, you know, kill them or, or cause any problems. And, and Afro was like, See ya. Just whack, dude. He's just out in space. The goggles do nothing. Yeah. Good times. All right. Uh, that is going to be an episode. Real quick, Haas, let us know where people can find you on the interwebs. Uh, you can follow me at Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch. And uh, you can hear me on Blue Harvest Podcast every Friday slash Saturday with my buddy Will. And every Monday on the High Potion podcast with my buddy Steve. Heck yes, sir. Lizzie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find Star Wars Geek Girl wherever you find the Rouge Rebels. Uh, Don't call us that. And, <laughs> and uh, Twitter and Instagram. Geek Girl. And then StarWarsGeekGirl.com. And like Zoe does a monthly poll and like quizzes and like blogs and like reviews on books and stuff. Pretty oh, yeah, cool. Pretty cool. Uh, she did a quiz recently on how well you know Boba Fett. Ooh. Uh oh. man, that sounds like it. I'm gonna at you. So I gotta go find it. I haven't seen that one. All right. Good times. Uh, we will be talking soon and try to knock out the other half of this before Book of Boba Fett. So we'd be solid. We'd be ready. 
All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Share this podcast amongst each other. Take this, all War of the Bounty Hunters friends, and give it to all your War of the Bounty Hunters friends' friends. And uh, answer some Spotify polls. Do it. Do it. Do it. Come on. <laughs> Luke, we're ready for takeoff. Good luck, Lando. When we find Jabba the Hutt and that bounty hunter, we'll contact you. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. Princess, you'll find mm. Han. I promise. Mm-hmm. Chewie, I'll be waiting for your signal. Take care, you two. May the force be with you. Mm-hmm.